Welcome back to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. It's time now for a new segment this week. It's the guest line brought to you by Heartland Catfish, the Heartland Catfish hotline by our great friends over in the Mississippi Delta at Heartland Catfish. And this week, we like to feature the place, no doubt, you can go and get the best catfish in the state of Mississippi. That's Jerry's Catfish House on Highway 49 down in Florence. It's the big igloo. So when you come through Florence, look to your left, and there is Jerry's. And so make sure you go by and get some of that great Heartland Catfish at Jerry's Catfish House down in Florence. All right, let's go to the guest line where a former Bulldog and member of the Boston Red Sox, Mitch Moreland, joins us on the Heartland Catfish guest line. And, Mitch, I tell you what, we talk all the time about that 2007 Clemson Super Regional. So let's uh, let's beat a dead horse. Let's talk about it again. What Looking back to 2007, I mean, how much fun was that for you as a player? Well, thank you all for having me for one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, one of the probably the happiest kind of moments i guess in my life or my career uh, something i'll never forget obviously making lifelong friends there while i was playing there and uh, just like the group we had i think we were picked last in the west that year and kind of overcame a lot of a lot of uh doubts i guess and and talk uh to to go to omaha but you know them coming in i think they had something like 13 guys drafted off of that team and you know we were by far the underdog but came out that first day and I mean, I think they had Moscos maybe starting, and he was, you know, third overall pick or something like yeah. that. And then, uh, you know, beat him, beat him uh, that first day pretty good and then turned around the second day and, you know, got that lead and kind of rolled. And, you know, able I was able to come in and close it out. Just, uh, you know, kind of made some memories I'll never forget. Mitch, when we think back to that regional, I have a couple of memories. One, I remember it seems like every time you came to the plate, there was going to be a double. And I remember you pitching so well. And I remember a distinct argument in the outfield as to whether Mitch Moreland was a major league pitcher or a major league hitter. What goes in a dual position guy like you? How did it end up when you had such a a promising pitching future as well? How did you end up going down the hitting route? (laughs) That's what I was drafted as uh, is how it worked. Um, The the scouts come in starting in the fall usually and I don't know if they still do it this way or not, but uh, with us, you know, they would come in and they wanted to have like one-on-one meetings, sit down and talk with you, see kind of where you were at, um, you know, as, as far as mentally or, I mean, in my, in my case, a ton of them asked me which one I would rather do, pitch or hit. And I said, listen, I love this game. I love playing baseball. I love pitching and I love hitting. I said, I can't pick one or the other. I just want a chance, you know, to – to play major league baseball. I mean, obviously that's, that's our main goal, our number one goal. And I said, if it's pitching, I'll give you, I'll give you everything I got. If it's hitting, you know, obviously the same, but there's no one or one thing or the other that I prefer to do. I enjoy both while I'm doing them. And, and I tell you, a lot of teams didn't, I don't think they liked that answer a whole lot. They, they were expecting me to say, Hitting's fun, but I like to pitch, or you know, I like pitching, but hitting, I get to play every day, or something like that. Both had their their pros and cons of me. When I wasn't hitting good, I wanted to pitch. You know, if I wasn't pitching good, like man, maybe I, maybe my bat will go good. You know, that's I just I just enjoy playing the game, and uh, you know, I I was drafted. Most teams like me as a pitcher, I think more, and uh, a couple teams like me to hit. Obviously, the Rangers drafted me uh, as a first baseman, and. Um, you know, I stuck with it, uh, stayed with it, uh, got to focus on one thing instead of trying to do both, which what I'd done my whole career or, you know, my whole life at that point. So, uh, you know, just kind of rode the hitting train and 
Uh, hadn't hadn't stopped yet. So, talking with former Bulldog Mitch Borland and, and Mitch, looking back in those days on a team at Mississippi State that was so good offensively. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you not hit a grand slam home run and get credit for a single? <laughs> I did. Uh, Dallas Baptist. <laughs> we lost that game by a run too, and it counted for a three run single and a put out at first base. So, well, uh, I think Ed, yeah. Ed was going back to tag, and uh, and and um, anyway, you guys got cross pass a little bit, and then it was a, it was a three run single. Is that right? That was it. Oh that man, uh, yeah, three nope. run single to put out. I think Ed had one more ribby than I did that year too. Uh, yeah, I had some bad luck with homers that year. I think I hit you know another one or so in a in a rainout game. Uh, it was kind of a weird year with that. But. Well, looking looking back at your approach then compared to now, and I know we all talk about the game slowing down for us and, you know, you just get more accustomed. But talking about approach, do you remember how your approach at the plate then compared to what it is now and how have you progressed as a player? Oh, I, I mean, it's night and day. Obviously, like I said, I, I mean, I went in, you know, I focused on pitching, I focused on hitting. I, I, I really – as a as a hitter, I I didn't know, you know, I was I was just up there like I'm I'm gonna get a fastball and I'm gonna see how far I can get it, you know. I was a little bit wider at the plate, and uh, I mean still a little bit a little bit more spread out today even, but I was a little bit wider at the plate then, and uh, definitely just kind of raw, just trying to figure out a way to put the barrel on the ball, which at times can be a great thing, and I think that that thought simplified and helped me at at that time, I guess going through college, but uh, once I like I said, got to focus on one thing. I started learning a lot more about, you know, the offensive side of it, just, you know, in the box, game planning, uh, you know, what a guy's got, how I'm going to approach him, what I hit well, what I need to lay off of, you know, strength and weaknesses for the hitter. For, or for me uh, as a hitter, strength and uh, weaknesses of the pitcher, how I can get him if I need to scoot up in the box because he's a sinker take, or a cutter guy that I can take away that movement early. I mean, just little stuff. Even tips, like if a guy's holding his glove different or flared on the change, any any little thing like that, you don't you know you don't realize or see that stuff quite as much in in uh, or I didn't in college as I do now. Um, just any little way to kind of slow it down and and put myself in a better position now uh, is helping. But uh, at at that point in my career, I was up there just waiting on it to come over the plate so I could hit it. It seemed like Mitch. One of the common discussions uh, around the country now is the state of baseball overall. I'm curious, as a major league player, how do you and how do other major league guys in the clubhouse see the state of college baseball? Do they see? Do you talk about the college days, and do people still see it as an important part of the overall progression of the game? I think so. You know, you you sit down and talk to guys in the clubhouse, and the guys that played college usually say they would never trade it for anything looking back. Even guys like David Price, for instance. We were teammates in the past, and obviously this guy, first first round, first pick overall, would have never, you know, traded his time at Vandy. Uh, I, I said the same thing. Like, I, I mean, just the development I learned, not just on the field, but off the field. I had to, had to grow up a little bit, learn to live on your own, uh, on your own, learn to, you know, the little stuff, how to make it. I mean, what, what am I going to eat, you know, for, for supper every night? A little more responsibility uh, on yourself with, you know, making sure you, you keep your grades up, keep your, uh, your work done. Also, you know, be at the field at certain times. There's, Mom and dad aren't there to remind you, you know, constantly. And, and uh, I think going from high school and leaving and going, who knows? Uh, like for me, for instance, I went to Spokane, Washington, uh, was was my first flight out 
that's a long ways from home for a, for a small town Mississippi boy, you know, fly out to Spokane, Washington, uh, right out the gates. If I would have done that in high school, uh, it could have been a different story. But I felt like going through my my college time at Mississippi State and being a little more independent, I think that kind of prepped me a little bit for that kind of grind. Talking with Mitch Moreland and Mitch along those lines about uh, you know just kind of growing through the game. You look back at the time in Texas that you spent there, you guys had a lot of success, and now all of a sudden you're you're one of the older guys on the ball club. And I know you had some great veterans that you kind of learned from in Texas. Do you begin to appreciate the game more? Does the game, is it more of a grind for you? Just what is the difference now in playing at the major league level than it was seven years ago for you? Yeah, uh, I am the oldest. Thanks for bringing that up. I had to. Yeah, um, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, it's just you go in young, uh, kind of wide-eyed, just trying to impress. Feel like I, you know, start hitting as soon as I get home from the season before. Just I can work out and uh, full of energy, you know, just ready to ready to work. Now it's I get down here and just try to get out of camp healthy, as healthy as I can, you know. Worried, you know, some days feel like I'm worried more about my fishing spots than I am. Uh, what you know what I'm trying to do at the field that day it's important to have like those those older guys to kind of to help you lean on as you as you go through this process you know as far as those first couple years you know they tell you well you can't leave you know a spring training game until if you don't have any service time you need to stay and watch the whole game maybe you can pick up on something that Maybe we worked on that day, whether it's a bunt defense or first and third play or double cut, you know, tandem relay type thing, something like that where you can see it in the game and see, well, okay, that's what we worked on today. We we put it to work in the game. Just little things you can pick up on. Uh, maybe maybe a pitcher, you know, has the same kind of holds every time. That way in the season you get there, you go 1,001, 1,002, maybe grab a base, an extra base, some little stuff like that you can pick up as a young guy, you know, just sitting out there and watching those spring training games. And then as you get older, you know, you, you go in and get your work in, but but also you kind of flip that role and, and those young guys start asking you, like, hey, how do I, you know, how do, I, how do we do this? Or if we run this drill, why do we run it this way? And, uh, you know, I was fortunate to come up on some great teams in Texas and have some great players to look to. You know, Michael Young was off. This guy's a pro on and off the field. You know, did everything the right way. Uh, obviously, Adrian Beltre, the same way. You know, there's two guys that I leaned on, still lean on today. If I've got questions about, you know, baseball on and off the field, whatever it may be, know I can still call those guys. You know, that, that, that part of it is uh, that's, it's, it's always good to have that, as, you know, as a ball player. If you've got a big moment back in 2007 and you couldn't have yourself headed to the plate to swing, who's the guy you wanted up there and you just had to have a base hit? Well, I mean, Ray had a bunch of them, but also a guy that seemed like he had a knack for big moments, I think, was Lynette. You know, looking back, you know, he had some some big hits and – I think what he was able to do for us, it was he was kind of undervalued a little bit. But that guy, he stepped up in some big spots and came up with some big hits. He kind of had had a little bit of a swagger to him too that said, you know, don't you know, don't don't mess with us type kind of mentality. And I, I love that about Lenipa. Uh Obviously, Weatherford had a big arm too that year. He was he was huge for us. Um, you know, Pygott stepped up in in a big way for us. Had some great some great uh, starts and stuff all the way down the stretch. Everything we did that year, it just didn't, it wasn't pretty, but we found a way to make it work. And that was that's I think you know we won games with heart, not just talent, and that was that was cool. 
talk to Mitch Moreland. Mitch, we're going to turn you loose, man. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Do you, when you when you get a chance to to get away from the game and get the season over with, what do you do to unwind? Is it is it hunting and fishing? I mean, when I think of uh, Mitch Moreland, you know what it is. when I think of Mitch <laughs> Moreland playing at Mississippi State, I, I think of a guy who probably liked to hunt and fish as much as he liked to play baseball. Man, it's uh. That's what I do. That's what I do. It seems like my hunting and fishing time, though, is getting a little bit shorter every year. And uh, I end up having, I mean, I'm still hunting and fishing, but I'm not holding the gun anymore. You know, I got I got three kids and my oldest is, uh, I think he loves it more than I do. So uh, I was baiting hook all weekend because they were down here and uh, my daughter had a frozen fishing pole. So that's kind of what I was working with this, this weekend. But uh, yeah, that's that's my downtime, man. I like the, like the great outdoors. Awesome. Hey, it's great to talk with you as always. And uh, look forward to talking with you during the season as well. Absolutely, guys. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, hell state. Hey, thanks, Mitch. And this conversation, of course, brought to you by Heartland Catfish and Jerry's Catfish House in Florence. Back with more on Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau.